0: Greetings adventurers, welcome to The Confused Orc Is Me, your portal to a world where chaos meets comedy in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Embrace the unexpected and let's see adventure take us everywhere. After all, in a world of D&D, anything can happen. ...and often does! And now to start today's adventure... Here's our Dungeon Masters! Kyle Stobener
1: and Ryan Wells! Welcome back to D&D and the Confused Orc is me. My name is Ryan Wells. I am a GM. Uh, 20-some odd years, and I have with me another GM who's also been playing. Go ahead.
0: Hi, I'm Kyle Stobener. and I've been GMing for about the same amount, and we're, uh, we want to talk about this just we want to talk about some D&D stories.
1: Yeah, you know what? I just wanted a session where, you know, I love the work, I absolutely love the work so much. But I wanted a session where, you know it Just relaxed. It's just the two of us, DM to DM. There's so much stuff that only other GMs or DMs would really understand, I think. And I wanted to kind of connect with you on that
0: level. Yeah, you I know? think that'd be fun. And I think it'd be interesting uh, for everybody out there. Because mm-hmm. if you are an aspiring GM, yeah. or you are... A player who wants ideas for characters, wants ideas for where you can take your own characters' plots, uh, conversations you can have with your GM. Yeah. Um, I think it might be fun to just hear some D&D stories. Yeah.
1: And and that's the thing. is That's what we do is create stories. uh, Or at least we help shape them. Yeah. But, I mean, the players also have... It's their story, it's what they want to do, it's what mm-hmm. they they aspire to do, and that can get crazy and confusing and uh-huh. intense. But my, you know, I just, how you doing? How, <laughs> how you, am I? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. <laughs> it's you know, it's been a hot second since yeah. I've played, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, I'm feeling inspired Man. to be doing. Uh more stories. I have a couple of plots lined up that I really want mm-hmm. to get players into and get playing. Yeah. Um as a GM, you know, I'm always thinking about what the next thing is. Um and I think it actually like a couple of years ago I had to take a step back mm-hmm. from GMing because It was getting too much. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. That's a big. It's a huge thing. A big thing for new GMs to realize Mm -hmm. is that you can, in fact, get burnt out from playing this game and running this game constantly. So take breaks, please. Guilt is
1: real. I have felt it. I have had to stop campaigns. And it is the thing I had to learn was. Guilt is is strong. It, it can keep you going, even though you know you're like I'm burnt. I don't want to be doing this. I love it, but I don't want to be doing it right now, mm-hmm. for whatever various real life reasons. And so I've had to, yeah, I had to, to call my group and be like, look, I love you guys. I want to keep DMing, but for right now, I have to pull back. Yeah. Even though we're right in the middle of this campaign, and everyone's loving it because it's like. You're so burnt and you're so mentally like
0: not there right yeah. now. And that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Just yeah. have the conversation. Yeah. Um but the actual like running the game is so rewarding. Yeah. I've had so many moments. It's it's my it is my favorite game of all time. It's yeah. well, D&D running tabletop games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. so It is something that has given me, it's so creative and so much fun to run these games. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, yes, sometimes it can be a lot, but God, it's rewarding. It
1: is, yeah. And, you know, there's definitely those moments where, you know, we were talking on a previous session about, like, crying. Yeah. That is something that not every campaign's going to have, not every DM's going to be you know involved with. But I've had campaigns where we get to the end and uh, these traumatic events happen. It's and, so uh, emotional. Yeah, people are literally crying at the table. Uh, my one of my favorite all time memories is we were ending a campaign and it was essentially you know apocalypse, end of the world. It's all on the players to save the day kind of thing. And one of the NPCs was uh, actually one of the player's children. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're both druids, but he had become corrupt uh, with with essentially darker magics. And he accidentally became the villain of the campaign. And that wasn't how I wanted to start the campaign, but that's how it kind of went. And so it came to a point where at the final session the the player talking to her villain of a son who, who the son was like i don't want to be the villain i don't want to be the bad guy i've just this is just what has happened and i'm i'm on this path and we had this moment where we were role-playing with each other and she was crying i was crying uh-huh. and she, i remember she asked she asked the son she goes what is it you want son like what is it you want Now that we are at this crossroads. And he goes, I want to be stopped. I can't stop, but I want to be stopped. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, with the party, had to essentially kill her own son. And it was crying, and there was fire, (laughs) and it was so emotional. It's one of those things where it's like, that that will be forever one of my favorite moments. Because that's like what makes D D D D. That's what makes it worse. It is yeah. like moments like that, you know?
0: Yeah. And I this sounds I for new players, this sounds like so much <laughs> like this sounds super intense. This is just the DMs. I don't know about you, yeah. but I I love the my inner theater kids like, oh give me the drama. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's it's all on good fun. And there's it's, so many fun moments yeah. too. We have yeah. several sessions where it's just them the players yeah. goofing off or crazy. the players interacting with uh NPCs in fun ways. Yep. I love heists. I love a oh, good yeah. entering a yeah. building to head up to you know get something. We had one where they you know multiple players need to act as distractions as they're going up. So they're having these conversations with mm. NPCs just trying not to uh, sell out yeah. each other, um, but they can't interact with each other. And there's these moments of holy crap, this could happen at any time. Yeah. Will um, they? Won't they? Well, they want exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are moments like that. So we range from the game ranges from these heavy moments yeah. of intensity to so much levity. Yeah. Like, and again, the jokes are rampant. Constant, it is
1: just sex joke after sex, <laughs>
0: it could be like
1: that for sure.
0: Um, but at the same time, there are like moments of true beauty where yeah. you and your players are having telling these stories of these characters. I actually wanted to ask, yeah. um, because players, I think every player has their character archetype. Yes. Like their oh, type absolutely. that they fall into. Every time. Um I love the charismatic hero types. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. a good barbarian yeah. and a you know a runs up to save the day. Like classic hero types. I'm it is a Weakness of mine, everybody in my playgroup knows that is exactly the kind of character yeah. I like playing. Charisma fighters yeah. and they could be really fun too. No one expects
1: uh, a sword wielding knight who's just charismatic as all hell.
0: I love a swashbuckler, yeah. you know. I love a good uh because I you know a good Princess Bride-esque yeah. story. Do you, have a, do you have a type? Do you have a character type?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, all my players do. I have one player who we tease the hell out of him because he is a paladin no matter what he is. Uh-huh. And so, like, he's a rogue. He's really a paladin. Yeah, he is a samurai. He's really a paladin, mm-hmm. and we tease him every time because he tries to break out of it, but it's what he loves so much. It's so it's like it's it is what it is. You Play know? what you love, yeah. guys. Play what you love. So for me, like the hardest thing whenever I am finally a player every eight years, I I like magic. I sure I have such a hard time I, as, a, as a GM. I enjoy doing like knights and swords and all that. Yeah, but when I'm a player. Look, if I can't cast spells, if I can't be theatrical, if I can't, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. you know, like that's what I my bread and butter is. Sure. Uh, especially like uh, I'm a sucker for necromancy. I'm gonna be honest with uh-huh. you. And so like that's you that's the joke that, that people make of me is like when I finally am a player, it's like cool. So what necromancer are you going to be this
0: time? She, it's like right.
1: um I don't have to be a necromancer, but I'm going to be. I so. guess so.
0: So <laughs> um, necromantic. Yeah. Um. Well, you. What about yourself? Yeah, it's just the, it's, crystal it's crystal fighters and um, I'm trying to think of if I have an like a sub archetype because yeah. I do enjoy me it's just your your sword and board yeah. style. It it might be boring. I'm one of the people who will fervently fight off the notion mm-hmm. of like fighters and stuff being a boring class. Oh, yeah. I love. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I love a rough-and-tumble mm-hmm. kind of guy where everybody is throwing spells and doing all this amazing stuff, and I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm just a guy here. Yeah, that's. that's um, yeah. I'm just the guy, especially halflings. Oh, that's nice. I'm not even just a guy. I'm a guy who's three feet tall, yeah. and I'm just a little lad, and I'm here like with the big leagues with the people that can turn you inside out with their brain and they all think you're just an NPC at that point you're just like this average Joe but I'm just a farmer that has a sword but I'm really good with that (laughs) sword anyway the game yeah sorry oh no go ahead go ahead my friend I was just saying the game itself is that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah, is it leads to being able to to tell these cool stories with these kind of characters uh, that you love the kind of characters it's you know, at some point, it's fantasy fulfillment. You you can mm-hmm. play the person you've always wanted to be yeah. in real life. Yeah. But at the, like, I think that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. That's where, as a player, as a GM, you start as a, you know... A lot of people... That's why so many people started in 2020. Yeah. Just a lot of escapism to get yeah. into play these fantasy worlds and to connect with people and connect with people exactly because it's one of the most social games out there
1: and a lot of people think that or at
0: least did
1: because when I grow up, you know, in the early 2000s, when you were playing d d you were weird. You were this hunchback <laughs> creature that lives in the dungeons and, you know, you should be shunned from society. Sure, But no, it, it literally is the best way that I've found to increase my social skills, yeah. problem solving, and oh just God, making yeah. friends. Like, that is the... It's, it's huge because I have so many lasting friends now from d d People yeah. I've never met. They show up for one session because they know so-and-so. And And now we talk once a week. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's always – that is actually a great point that I always bring up. That's one of the reasons why I will sing tabletop role-playing games praises forever because it has helped me with critical problem-solving, critical thinking, on-the-fly improv stuff – Which has helped me. I know I'm a special case because I work in a creative field. (laughs) But even in my own uh, daily life, I genuinely feel like I can come up with a a solution to a problem and a creative solution to a problem because uh, D&D has taught me to think outside the box. It is more than the 80s notion of like, a bunch of kids rolling dice in a basement. It is, I mean, like I, I've been saying every every thing now. It's the king of improv games is you are working on social skills yeah. while you're playing. And Empathy for, is
1: a huge thing, uh, yeah. especially the GM, because you know, we talked about before. You're managing four other people and checking in on them and saying like, "Hey, Fred, how you doing today? You yeah. uh, you seem a little, you know, uh, not into the session." You doing okay? And yeah. I've had times where we'll end the session, and then I'll go outside. We're all leaving, and then one of my players comes up and is like, "Hey, I I'm going through this right now. Can I talk to you for a second? Sure. And you bond and you grow, and it's 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 a beautiful experience at that point. And it
0: really is. It really is. And from a again a little bit another weird way, it's affected my life as people in our generation mm-hmm. grow and have gotten into. So many aspects of uh, life. I have had like literal. I'm talking to somebody at like a mixer yeah. for work or something like that, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah the food's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 hey, do you play D and D? And then yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. ice immediately broken. You have now know an aspect of this person's life that you can relate to. You're now best friends. You're now best friends. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I will sing tabletop role playing games praises forever because it's so important. And I feel like if this podcast series is a, is anything, if you get anything out of this, Mm -hmm. I would say, give it a chance because I think your situation is not going to be the same as ours. Absolutely not. Because like we said, one of the things that we've been talking about is just how different it is from GM to GM. Yeah. Party but party. if you have the chance to try this game, and you're you're with people that you're comfortable with playing, and you're comfortable with being a little bit, I guess, open with, because again, it can be a really emotional game. It's changed. Everybody I've talked to have been playing it for years. It has changed their life. I I can't Absolutely. recommend it more.
1: And I highly recommend if you are looking to get into it and you really are. I shared a story earlier one of the my regulars at work, their kid wants to know about it. They came up to me and approached and mm-hmm. just asked questions. If you are on the younger spectrum, high school, you know, college, go to clubs. Go yeah. to and even if it's on a D&D club, if it's just, you know, a nerd club, sure. Chess club, whatever, uh, theater, just go there, interact with people, start getting to know people, and yeah. then bring it up reach out because that is once you get your foot in the door and you can find just one other person who is like DD oh absolutely I've always wanted to play or I'm playing now. Yeah. Boom, you're in. And uh it's it's highly recommended. Highly Can't
0: recommended. recommend it enough. Yeah. So I think we'll uh we'll wrap that this little GM talk for now mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna be back next time with kind of maybe some closing thoughts and some getting into uh a couple of other kind of non d d kind of RPGs that we would highly recommend. Yeah, absolutely. See you next time. Uh, I guess I should say... Uh, huh? Thank you for listening <laughs> to... D&D, the Confused dork is me! We hoped you learned a lot about Dungeons & Dragons today. And we hope you'll be back with us real soon for another episode! Stay tuned. Won't you?